Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash CNN for a $1 per month trial. Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Friday, November 12th. Obstruct and delay. That seems to be the tactic being employed by Donald Trump and his allies when it comes to getting to the truth of what happened on January 6th. And now one of those allies has been indicted for doing so. A federal grand jury has returned an indictment against former Trump advisor Steve Bannon. Attorney General Merrick Garland has been under pressure to make a decision as to whether or not his Justice Department was going to go ahead and indict Bannon for contempt of Congress. This is due to his refusal to comply with a subpoena back in October to appear before the House Select Committee investigating the January 6th attack. In a statement issued after the indictment, Attorney General Merrick Garland said, quote, Since my first day in office, I have promised Justice Department employees that together we would show the American people by word and deed that the department adheres to the rule of law, follows the facts and the law, and pursues equal justice under the law. Today's charges reflect the department's steadfast commitment to these principles. And that's precisely what this is, an assertion of the value that nobody is above the law and you can't just simply ignore congressional subpoenas. Today's indictment comes after Donald Trump's former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, the former Republican congressman from North Carolina, was a no-show today at a scheduled deposition with the House Select Committee investigating the insurrection. As you probably know, following this story, the committee had subpoenaed Meadows and nine other former White House staffers to provide documents and attend depositions in the coming weeks. Six former Trump 2020 campaign staffers were also subpoenaed this week. It was pretty clear that committee chairman Benny Thompson had scheduled Meadows' deposition late Thursday to try and force Meadows' compliance with the subpoena. And instead, what we got from Mark Meadows, we got a Steve Bannon-style explanation that he didn't want to cooperate with the committee until the courts ruled on President Trump's claims of executive privilege. So it seems Meadows is headed for the same fate as Bannon at the moment, which is that the committee may vote to hold Meadows in contempt, pass that on to the full House. The full House of Representatives may make a referral to the Department of Justice holding Meadows in contempt of Congress. This is exactly what Steve Bannon has had happened to him and now presumably a decision down the road, if indeed this is the path it takes, whether or not to prosecute Meadows for being in contempt of Congress. And as I just noted, the Meadows defense at the moment as to why he's a no-show is because he's going to be asked about privileged information, they think, he and his legal team, from the committee, and they want to see former President Trump's claims of privilege play fully out in the courts. Well, that is exactly what's happening right now. It is playing out in the courts. We got a ruling from the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals that the documents that the committee is eager to get from the National Archives should not be released yet, that Trump's request to pause the release of the records has been granted by these appellate judges. But it seems this is a purely procedural move because the judges wrote in the granting of the request to pause the release that it, quote, should not be construed in any way 
as a ruling on the merits. So now, of course, with the pause in place, there will be eventually a ruling on the merits of Trump's claim. And if the appellate court agrees with the lower court that there is no claim of privilege here, you remember plaintiff is not president. You remember that line earlier this week from the lower court's decision and that former presidents don't have a claim of executive privilege. Well, if the appellate court agrees with that, well, then you may see Trump's team ask for the full appellate court not just the three-judge panel, to weigh in on it, and it could still make its way to the Supreme Court. In total, more than 700 pages of documents from Trump's presidency had been expected to be turned over by the National Archives to the committee, starting as soon as today. We thought that this was going to begin to happen. So this is a stalling tactic that Donald Trump is employing as he pursues legal recourse, and that his allies like Mark Meadows and Steve Bannon are employing by not complying with congressional subpoenas. They want to run out the clock on this. They believe they could delay for as long as possible in hopes that Republicans take over the House of Representatives next year and this select committee disappears into the ether. That, of course, would be a loss for America and a loss for democracy. And just to give you an even better sense of Donald Trump's headspace as it relates to January 6th, there is brand new reporting from a March 18th interview last spring, just a little over two months after the insurrection that ABC News' Jonathan Carl did with the former president for a book that he has coming out next week. Listen to what he told Jonathan Carl. He could have, well, the people were very angry. We're saying hang my Because it's, it's common sense, John, it's common sense that you're supposed to protect. How can you, if you know a vote is fraudulent, right? How can you pass on a fraudulent vote to Congress? Common sense? Chance of hang Mike Pence, your vice president? The person you put a heartbeat away from the presidency is up at Capitol Hill and your supporters are chanting hang Mike Pence and you call that common sense? And that Mike Pence should have illegitimately, of course, but not in Donald Trump's mind, prevented the Electoral College vote count from happening and the certification of the election. That is the former president's headspace when it comes to how blind he is to how dangerous that insurrection was at attempting to upend our democracy. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. CNN Political Briefing is a product of CNN Audio. Megan Marcus is our executive producer. Greg Peppers is our supervising producer. Mohammed Darwish is our senior producer. Our episodes are produced by Krista Bowe and Taylor Galgano. We'll be back Monday.